All right, guys. Here's another story for the third night of Hanukkah. And it's another story about Hanukkah Harry. So, a long, long time ago, in Eastern Europe, in Galicia, there was a boy whose name was Shloimi. And Shloimi lived in a village that wasn't very big, but his parents were some of the most wealthy, like the richest people in this village. And this is the story about how he learned a lesson from Hanukkah Harry. So, Hanukkah Harry was in his spaceship looking out with his telescope to the earth on all of the Jewish people all around the world to check on them on Hanukkah. And every night of Hanukkah, he helped one person or another person until the third night of Hanukkah when he was looking down with his telescope and he was listening and he was listening with a special listening device that made it so he could hear what was going on also on the earth. And he heard a loud screaming and screeching. And it was like, and he said, what is that screaming? What is that? And he pointed the telescope and he looked a little bit closer and he saw there was this young boy, who, the Shlomi that I mentioned earlier, and he was crying and screaming. Why? Well, Hanukkah Harry was wondering why. Right? So what do you think he did next? What? Well, he got in his uh, shuttlecraft, and he flew down to the earth, and he parked it right in front of this boy's house, and he made it turn invisible so nobody could see it. And he got out of the shuttlecraft and he went to the boy and he knocked on the door of the house and the mother answered and she looked so tired and exasperated. And he said, uh, excuse me, but uh, I couldn't help but hearing uh, your son was uh, crying and screaming. And she said, oh, yes, uh, he was crying and screaming. We... We give him presents on Hanukkah. You know, not everybody does that, but we give our kids presents. And because, uh, you know, we have enough, we have a lot of money. But so we give them presents and, and uh, he's screaming right now because he's not happy with his presents. And she said, he's not, ha-, he said, he's not happy with his presents. Uh, to get presents on Han- Hanukkah is is one of the greatest things ever. It's so, uh, you're so lucky if you get a present. It's so nice to get presents. How could, he, how could he not just be happy to get anything? It's very fortunate that he gets presents on Hanukkah. Some people just get nothing, like coal or whatever. So his mom said... Well, would you like to talk to him? Because I'm, I'm at a loss. And you look like a very friendly person and, and very logical. Maybe he'll talk to you. And so 
Hanukkah Harry went into the house. Was he in disguise or not? He was in disguise. He was pretending to be an old rabbi. He looked like an old rabbi. And so he went into the house, and the boy was still screaming and crying. And he went up to the boy and he said, Hey, you, boy, what's your name? And the boy said, Shlimy, my name is Shlimy. And Hanukkah Harry said, Oh, Shlimy, why are you crying? And Shlimy said, Oh, but because I, I got really bad presents for Hanukkah and I don't like them at all. And Hanukkah Harry said, What did he get? Exactly right. He said, What did you get? It could be that bad. And the boy said, Here, look. And he reached into a bag and he pulled out a beautiful um, black rock. But it wasn't just any rock, it was polished and beautiful. And it had a heart engraved in it, like cut into the rock. And he said, look, I just got a rock for the first night. And he said, a rock? It looks very beautiful. It doesn't look, just look like a normal old rock. And Shlaimi said, well, my mom gave it to me. And she said that she made it just for me out of love. And But it's just a rock. What, who, who cares if she gave it to me out of love? And she put all her love into it. Whatever. It's just a, it's just a rock. And Hanukkah Harry said, okay, so that was your first present. What was your second night's present? And the boy said, well, look. And he reached into the bag again. And he pulled out a very old book. And the pages were kind of turning yellow. It was so old. But it was a book of commentaries on the Torah. And the boy said, look, the second night I just got this book that I have to study. And, he, and Hanukkah he said, but look, it's a, it's a very, very old commentary on the Torah. You could probably learn some very, very ancient knowledge from this book. And the boy said, oh, it's just a book. I want a present. I want, I want a toy or something like that. And Hanukkah Harry said, okay. Uh, what was your next present? So what did you get tonight? What was your tonight's present that made you so upset that you started to cry like this? And the boy said, I, he reached into his, into his um, bag. bag again, yeah. And he pulled out uh, a shirt and pants and socks. And he said, this is what I got. I just got a shirt with pants and socks. It's just clothes. It's horrible. It's not. And Hanukkah said, well, you know, some people don't even have any clothes. You should be happy that you get, get anything. And, and you got a, a beautiful rock that your mommy gave you out of love. And you got uh, a book of old, old commentaries on the Torah. And you got some clothes to keep you warm and and to give you 
to make you look good. Well, that's next present. Well, he didn't get another present because it was only the third night of Hanukkah. He got one every night. And the boy said, but I'm, I don't like these presents. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And he was saying, all, listed all the things that he wants. And finally, Hanukkah Harry said, I've had enough of this. And he snapped his fingers and a big portal appeared, a vortex, like a swirling hole appeared in space. And the boy was sucked through into another universe. Which universe? Well, it's the universe of the trapped souls. And everybody who got sent there was sent there to learn a lesson by the person who sent them. And usually it was a witch or a wizard or did somebody he, who had magic. And he lost his ring, his... His bag of stuff? No. The other the, um, the rock? What? No. In the... What it's called. What the land is called. Oh, uh... Well, he has to learn something, too. Yes. It's, it's, he was, uh... He was sent there also for a reason, just like the other people. And so, there he was, in the land of lost souls. So his um, soul was lost? Well, not literally. Like, it wasn't actually lost, but he was a lost person. Like, a, a soul can be like a person. Like, it's another way to refer to people. So he was lost in this land. And he said, where am I? And he heard a voice come through the portal that said, I sent you there to learn a lesson. You must learn to be happy with what you have and to be generous with your appreciation. And he said, but how, how? So there Shlomi, Shlomi was in the land of lost souls. And he didn't know what to do. He didn't know where to go. And he started to, to wander around, and it was a very scary place. And it was dark, and there were shadows moving around, and he didn't know what they were. And he got very, very scared. And as he walked, he got more and more upset that he wouldn't be able to find his way home. And it started to get cold out, and he realized, ah, I have that sweater that my mom gave me. And he put on the sweater. And he started to walk farther and farther. Until all of a sudden, he saw a man who was standing there. Not moving, just staring forward. And so Shlomi walked up to the man and he said, Are you okay? And the man said, no, I'm not okay. What happened? Oh, that's what he said. He said, well, what happened? And the man said, I was sent here as a punishment. 
Ashley, and he said, well, what, what was the punishment? What happened? It made you go end up here. And the man said, I was dating my girlfriend, and we got very, very close, and she loved me more than anything in the world, and we were going to get married, but at the last minute, I decided I didn't want to get married, so I just left her without even telling her, and she went, and she was all alone on her wedding day, and so she went to an evil witch, and she told the evil witch to punish me. What was the punishment? And the punishment was that I would be sent here, and, and my heart would be taken away, not my literal heart, but my ability to feel and to love and until somebody what? gave me something what something he want? he could he was just because he didn't feel it he, well he asked me so why can't you walk and the man said i could walk but i don't really feel like walking because i don't feel anything i have no feelings at all and the only way that i can get out of here the witch said is if somebody gives me something that was made out of love of their own free will otherwise I will never be able to leave here and the boy said Shlemy said oh my goodness I think I know I think I know how to help you and the man said what what is it and he said and he pulled it and reached into his sack and he pulled out the stone that his mommy made for him for the first night of Hanukkah that was all polished with a heart carved in it. And he said, my mommy made this for me out of love. She said, she said that. And she gave it to me. And I'll give it to you of my own free will because I want to. And he gave it to the man. And all of a sudden the man shouted hooray and he had a big smile on his face and all of a sudden he started to laugh and cry all at the same time and he was so happy and right there in front of him a portal appeared and he jumped through it and disappeared and the boy said but wait wait take me with you but the man was gone and so now Shlaimi was left again by himself. So he started to walk again. And he walked and he saw more scary things that looked like shadows moving in the background. And he thought maybe they were vampires or something, or werewolves. And started to get really... It was just his shadow. Was it? Oh, he doesn't know what it was. But he started to wander around... And, and all of a sudden, he saw a man walking back and forth. And the man walked one direction, and then he would turn around and walk another direction. And then he would walk another direction, and then he would walk another direction. Until he was just kind of walking around in circles. And Shlemy went up to him and he said, Excuse me. And the man said, Uh, yes. 
And Shalami said, well, why are you walking around in circles, back and forth? And the man said, well, I don't remember. I, I don't really remember much of anything, actually. I, 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 I'm not even sure how long I've been here. And Shalami said, well, do you remember how you got here? And the man said, well, that's the one thing I remember. I remember that I was a very, very famous teacher and rabbi and scholar. But I remember that I was very full of myself and I used to make fun of all the students who, were, who didn't know very much instead of be supportive in their learning. And one day I really upset somebody, what did one, you do? one of my students. I told him when he couldn't answer a question that he was dumb and he didn't know what he was talking about and he should just leave and go become a go become a um, a uh, coal digger, a, 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 a miner. And he got so upset that he went to his father, who was a wizard. And his father put a curse on me. And he sent me here to this land. And he took away all of my knowledge and everything I know. So I don't even remember where I'm going or how long I've been here or anything. But he told me one thing that I do remember, which is that when somebody gives me knowledge of their own free will, without... What's knowledge? Knowledge is like knowing stuff, like like information like from books and stuff like that. And if somebody teaches me something from a book of their own free will, then I will get all of my knowledge back and I'll be able to go home. And so Shalimi said, oh, wait, hold on a second. And he reached into his bag and he pulled out the book that he had gotten for the second night of Hanukkah. And he said, look what I have. And the man said, what is that? I can't, I can't even read anymore. I don't know. And the boy said, it says it's a, it's a commentary on the Torah. And the man said, oh, really? And the boy said, well, maybe I'll, try, I'll get, teach you something from it. And so he opened... And so he opened the commentary and he read the first comment which said Barishit bara Elohim which is the first lines of Genesis and it said and he said he read from the commentary that said don't read Barishit in the beginning but rather read it as Bait, Bait Rashit, the house of wisdom, because wisdom is Rashit, which is Chokhmah, and Bet can also mean Bait, which is house. And so before the universe was created, there needed to be a house created for wisdom. And this was Binah. And all of a sudden, the man 
his eyes lit up and he said, I remember. And the boy said, what do you remember? He said, I remember everything. Oh my goodness, what a horrible person I was. I need to go back and apologize and never do that again. And all of a sudden a portal opened up and he jumped through and the boy said, wait, wait, Shalom. He said, wait, wait, hold on. I, I, but he was gone. And then, what about the lesson? Well, the lesson that the second man had to learn was to not make fun of people and to be humble with his knowledge. Well, him, the boy. Well, the boy, well, do you remember the lesson that the boy had to learn? Uh, to be happy. And generous. Yeah, happy with what he has and generous. That's right. Well, well when is he going to get that lesson? Well, uh, you want to hear the rest of the story? Yeah. Okay. So the boy was, he was, he had already given away his rock and his book. And now all he had left were these clothes in a bag. And he already put the sweater on to stay warm. And so he had pants and socks. And he started walking. And all of a sudden... He saw a man climbing a tree that was completely naked. And he was like, oh my goodness, why is this naked man climbing a tree? And he shouted up to the tree and he said, excuse me. And the man said, oh, hello. And he said, why are you naked climbing a tree? And the man said, well... I'm climbing a tree because this is an apple tree and there's no food here and I needed to get something to eat. And the boy said, but, but why are you naked? He said, well, that's a longer story. I was sent here to, to learn a lesson. And the boy said, well, what, what kind of lesson have you learned from being naked? And he said, well, when I was in Earth, the other land, before I came here, I was a person that was very, very fashion conscious. I thought a lot about my clothes and I was very, very rich and I would only buy the nicest clothes that I could possibly buy. And one day, um, my tailor came. My tailor, a tailor is somebody who makes clothes and he, was, and he came to me and I told him to make me a jacket. And I told him exactly how to make the jacket with certain materials and velvet and satin and all sorts of things. And he made me the jacket. But when he brought it to me, it wasn't exactly what I thought, what I wanted him to make. So I started to yell and scream at him. What did and he I, say? I, what did he make it out of? And he, well, he was supposed to make it out of uh, satin and he made it out of cotton. And he was supposed to use velvet and he didn't, and and it was the wrong color, and it was totally wrong. So I started to yell at him and scream at him, and I told him I would never pay him, and that he's the worst tailor in the world, and I sent him away. And what I didn't know is that his uncle was a wizard, and his uncle cared about him very much and so right after I yelled at him he went to his uncle and he told him the whole story 
and his uncle sent me here and put a curse on me that I should not be able to wear any clothes and that I would be totally naked and that any clothes that I tried to put on would disappear until somebody gave me clothes of their own free will, you know, from their own heart and without me asking. And they would have to give me at least just one pair of clothing and I would have to appreciate that clothing, whatever it was, and then I'd be, and then I would be able to wear clothes again, and I'd be sent home. But I've been here this whole time, and nobody's d- done that for me. And the boy said, "Wait!" And he reached into his bag and he pulled out the socks and the pants, and he said, "I know you like clothes a lot, and you're very fashion conscious, but but here's socks and and pants." And the man said, this is perfect, thank you. And he put on the socks and he put on the pants. And he said, I have to go back and apologize to that tailor. I was so mean to him. And a portal opened up and he went through the portal and he ended up and he and he jumped through and the boy said, wait, wait, wait. But he was gone. And the boy said to himself, but now I have nothing And then he realized that he didn't have nothing. He realized that he had a sweater that he was wearing on his back. And he realized that he had pants. And he realized that he had uh, shoes and socks. And then he realized that he also had knowledge. All of the things that the second guy didn't have yet. He knew knew why he was there. He remembered his name. He He knew all the things that he knew. And then he also realized that no matter how far away he was, that he always had the love of his mother and his father and his brothers and sisters. And he said to himself, that's what it means to be happy with what you have. And his heart felt very warm and a big smile crossed his face thinking about all the things gifts that he actually had and all of a sudden a portal opened up and he walked through and there was his mother and his father and his brothers and sisters and he gave them all a big hug and there was Hanukkah Harry and he said oh I get it Hanukkah Harry I understand it's it's all about being happy with what you have and being generous with what you have and I will never take my gifts for granted again, thank you, Hanukkah Harry, thank you. And he lived happily ever after the end. So that's the story. Next. Okay, the next story is very, it's a much shorter story. This, it has to be shorter because I don't really have time to tell a whole other long story. So this story is also a Hanukkah Harry story, but I'm going to tell it very short. So there was a guy, there once was a man there was Hanukkah. who was very upset on Hanukkah. Wow. Well, he saw the world and he looked and he saw unfair things happening in the world. And he said, there's so many unfair things happening in this world. He said that, that good people get sick and just a guy. His name was uh, David. 
So he said, oh, I'm so sad. I don't know why good things happen and bad things happen. And, and sometimes good people have bad things happen. And sometimes bad people have good things happen. And he cried out. And all of a sudden, Hanukkah Harry heard him and came down and said, would you like to travel with me for a moment? And maybe you will learn a little something. And he said, sure. And so they started to walk. And they came across a farmer and his wife on a farm. And all they had was this one cow. And all of a sudden, Hanukkah Hari started to pray. And the man could hear the Hanukkah Hari very quietly could hear Hanukkah Harry saying, I pray that this cow dies. And sure enough, the cow died. But Hanukkah Harry said, if you want to keep walking with me, don't ask any questions. Just observe, just watch. And the man said, okay, okay, fine, fine. Actually, the man's name was Joshua, not David. So Joshua said, fine, 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 fine. I won't ask any questions, but that was very weird. And Hanukkah said, okay, good. And then he saw, they came across a very rich man who was trying to build a wall around his house so that nobody could come in. And Hanukkah started to pray. And the man heard Hanukkah say, I pray that he's able to build this wall very quickly and that it will stand forever. And so he said to himself, Joshua said, why is he praying that this, this rich, mean guy want, is, has, is able to build this wall? I don't understand that. But he didn't say anything to Hanukkah because he didn't want to disturb them. And so then they came across uh, a synagogue, a very rich synagogue. And they went to it, and Hanukkah Harry said, can we come in? Can we stay there with you guys? And the, the, the rich people in the synagogue said, no, go away. You're, what do you people want from us? And so Hanukkah Harry started to pray, and he prayed. This synagogue is a, will be a leader. And the man said to himself, what, he's praying that they're being a leader? This is what, and they, nice. were just, they were just mean to us. And nice. Uh, no, he didn't pray that they were nice. And then the man, Joshua said, well, why didn't he pray that they were nice? This makes no sense. And then they went to another synagogue. And they knocked on the door, and it was a very, very poor synagogue. And then they said, can we stay with you? And, and they said, of course. And they made them a big Shabbos meal and it was wonderful and they had a wonderful time. And then at the final end of the evening, uh, Hanukkah Harry was praying again and he prayed, I pray that only one person in this synagogue is a leader, will be a leader. Who prayed that? Hanukkah Harry prayed that. And the man, Joshua, couldn't stand it anymore. He said, I can't stand this anymore. You prayed for the, for the nice man and woman's cow to die, 
the farmer, and then and then you prayed that the that the rich mean guy could build his wall, and then who said that? Joshua is saying this to Hanukkah Harry, and and he said, and then you prayed that the mean people in the rich synagogue that they would all be leaders, and then. In the nice synagogue, the poor synagogue, you prayed that only one of them would be leaders? None of this makes any sense. You have to explain to me. And Hanukkah Harry said, well, okay, fine, I'll explain it to you, but that's it. I told you not to ask for explanations. I'll explain it to you, and then you have to go home, and you can't travel with me anymore. And the man said, fine, fine, just tell me what, what, why, why you prayed like this. And Hanukkah Harry said, well, first of all, when we came across the farmer and his wife, I heard a message from heaven saying that the wife of the farmer was supposed to die. And so I prayed as hard as I could to heaven that that heaven would take the cow instead of the wife and that the cow would die. And even though it was their only possession that they had, at least they would still be able to both be alive and be together. And then, and then we came to the rich man who was mean who was building his wall and i and i heard from heaven that there was a a treasure of coins buried underneath the wall and if that wall had fallen down and not been built up he would have found the treasure and he would have gotten all this extra money that he didn't need so i i prayed that he could build that wall and i built it fast and then he said, and then we came to that rich synagogue and I prayed because I prayed that they would all be leaders, which is not a good thing. When everybody's a leader, n- nobody's able to agree on anything and nothing gets done. And so it's horrible for them that they would have everybody be a leader because if everybody's a leader, they can't agree on anything. And so I pray that they would all be leaders so that so that they so that they would not have good things happen. And that fi- and that's why why I prayed for that last synagogue that there would be one leader because when there's one leader there's a clear vision and that clear vision can carry you through and that's what's going to happen to that synagogue. And he said and so you never know when you see something that looks bad happening, it might actually be good. And when you see something good happening, it might actually be bad. And he lived happily ever after. The end. Next story.